to Stirring the Pod podcast season two, a podcast all about discussing controversial food subjects, historical aspects of food, and pretty much everything else food and cooking related. Welcome back to both my co-hosts. First up, we have Mr. Barbecue Brand, our very own pit master and a past guest featured on Food Network's Barbecue USA. Welcome back, Barbecue Brand. What is cooking, everybody? It feels good to be back. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, we have Mr. Brandon D., our resident food science nerd and Southern cuisine connoisseur. Welcome back, Brandon D. Thank you, everybody. Welcome back to season two. We're about to get this kicked off. I am your host and cookie queen, KCP. For our first episode of season two, we want to make sure that you're ready for the big game coming up. We want to make sure you throw a very successful party. But first up, hey guys, how are y'all doing? Doing well, doing well. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Everybody had good holidays. We had had a nice little break in between all of of these episodes, so. Yeah, yeah, we had a good good holidays, made some gumbos and herbs that came out fantastic. It's been a mm-hmm. good start to the year. New year, new season. Let's get it going. Yeah. yeah make sure y'all go check out that uh, our little shorts and everything that we put out on the YouTube channel, too. The Gumbo's Herbs was, uh, it was a hit, to say the least. Yes, it was, yes. It was quite a hit. Uh, in fact, um, Brandon D's mom wouldn't let us leave her house with the leftovers. She they would not. To, so we, we, get, we gave them to her. <laughs> We we couldn't bring any left leftovers back to Houston. That you know that was our toll, I guess, for staying at our house and <laughs> hey. leave the gumbo there. That's a low that's a low rent right there. That's a low rent. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. That gumbo was so good. You know, I was uh, you know, I was kind of sad. We couldn't bring that home. Yeah, we got to do that again. That's not yeah, the last time. Absolutely. Excellent. You know, next time we we you know we'll have our uh, our ducks in order a little bit better than we did first time. Poor Brad, you swear he was starving to death. It was it was a process. It was a lot. It was a lot of unknowns. We didn't know how long the greens would take to cook. We didn't know how you know we had an idea of everything else, but it just it a lot of components coming together for that gumbo. We've we've gotten together and had some some more elaborate dishes that's taken longer than that though. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We've thrown down on some stuff that's you know we're eating at ten o'clock at night, but you know what? Right. Yeah. Right. When you're cooking, you don't care, you know. Yeah, it's right, the people right. that's not a part of the process that's like, <laughs> what is going on in this kitchen? Right. A whole lot of love. That's what. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we we uh we had some barbecue competitions in between the last that's filming. Right. Barbecue brand sweeping up in Texas, showing those Texas boys how it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right, right. Yeah, you top know, top ten is uh that was a big deal for me for my first comp over there. I had no a, idea what it, what I was going to be facing or what the flavor profiles were. So yeah, I mean that's a hundred team cookoff too. So that was a, a good a good very good result. Also, I have to plug my uh, rodeo cookoff team, Just in Time Cookers. We came in tenth in ribs at uh, the humble rodeo cookoff. So we're pretty excited about that too. Big ups to Just in Time for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right, guys, let's jump into this. I know we have the big game coming up soon. We most uh... certainly do between (laughs) the professional uh, football team from Kansas City and the professional football team from San Francisco, but they don't play in San Francisco. They play like, what, 50 miles outside of San Francisco or something (laughs) like that. Right. They repping. Is that yeah. the new stadium? Didn't they tear down the old stadium or something? Yeah, the old one was, uh, Mm -hmm. what was it, Candlebox Stadium? Yeah. Candlestick. 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 Yeah, candlestick. Yeah, candlestick. So I'll just jump straight into that part. Um, The NFL restricts the use of the phrase Super Bowl for advertising purposes. Companies come up with creative alternatives, such as referring to it as the big game. Interesting. I have a few little fun facts for us before we jump into, you know, the meat and potatoes of it all. The NFL officially formed in 1920, but the Super Bowl wasn't played until more than 40 years later. 
1960, a group of businessmen who wanted to own football franchises but were denied by the NFL launched an alternative league known as the American Football League. For several years, the NFL and AFL were rivals competing for fans, players, and support. Then, in 1966, owners negotiated an agreement to merge the leagues by 1970. Pretty interesting, huh? Mm -hmm. That is pretty interesting, yep. Yeah. So, according to Sports Illustrated, Super Bowl Sunday is the second largest food consumption day in the United States behind. <laughs> what do y'all think is the first? Thanksgiving? Yeah, I was going to say Christmas. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is number one. Yep. Thanksgiving's um, all about the food, nothing else. Yeah, but food. True. Thanksgiving That's true. Yep. It's, in, it's the fat boy's ultimate holiday. <laughs> this is true. Very true. One in seven Americans will order takeout, and 60% of those orders are for pizza. Over a billion, billion would have be billion chicken wings are eaten. And <laughs> estimate, <laughs> it is estimated that Americans will consume around. Eight million pounds of avocados. Wow, a lot of guac. That's, that's four thousand tons. <laughs> that's a lot of guac. That is a lot. Um, okay, let's see what else do I have here. Um, there has never been a shutout in Super Bowl history. I hope that never. I hope that that trend continues. Right. <laughs> no one wants oh, to see man. that. No. No. <laughs> Although there, there's, there have been ones that have been very, very bad. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. So let's see. Uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, Americans will spend $1.3 billion on beer. Mm, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. I mean, they have to pay for those uh, Super Bowl ads, right? I'm one of those consumers. Right? I'm, I'm a statistic. <laughs> <laughs> the very... The very first Super Bowl ticket in 1967 cost how much y'all think it cost? I'd say ten ten dollars. Barbecue oh. right? Back back when? What was the year? 1967. To go to the Super Bowl? A ticket mm -hmm. to go? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd probably say around around I'll say sixteen dollars. Twelve dollars. Oh. <laughs> Went over. Hey. <laughs> B B got the showcase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he won the showcase on that one. <laughs> Lucky guess. I have no clue. I'm not not that, but inflation. Yeah, ten dollars was quite a bit back then, but it's it's how much is it now? It's That's not what it is now. Do you know who makes the Lombardi Trophy? Is it Justin's? It's a famous I don't. jeweler, though. Tiffany's. Tiffany. Tiffany's. Yeah. yeah. Tiffany's makes the Lombardi <laughs> Trophy. They bougie. Oh, quite. I mean, <laughs> it's the Super Bowl, right? What do y'all think are the top 10 Super Bowl foods based on Google searches? Chicken wings got to be number one. Yeah, chicken wings, uh, pizza. Burgers? Hot dogs? Nope. Nope. I'll what? read it to you. Uh, chicken wings comes in sixth, believe it Dang. or not. I know, right? <laughs> they eat all those those chicken wings and they try, to buy, try to buy chicken wings on Super Bowl Sunday is is damn near impossible. <laughs> right. So first one, number one, meatballs. <laughs> I'd not have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, you gotta have them those barbecue meatballs in the crock pot with the cocktail wings. It, it makes That's sense right. because I, I remember uh I was making meatballs when we went to my friend's house to watch the Seahawks play the Broncos in Super Bowl 48, which was one of the worst games I've ever seen in football history, period. I mean, bad, bad. I mean, we're bad just watching. Football. We're not even watching the game. We're just we're just talking and just ignoring the game. It was that, it was that bad. But I remember going to try to find ground meat, and it was pretty tough. Yep, meatballs. People love their meatballs. Mm -hmm. Number two is guacamole with all those. 4,000 tons of avocados, Man, three chips and not, salsa. That's, that's, that's a dip. That's not even like a, a main course. Well, these are these are searches for like what people oh, are searching okay. for on Google, like the most popular searches for all of this. So, yeah, buffalo wings comes in number six. Uh, 
and last is spinach and artichoke dip. So kind of a, a mix of uh, all of that. But one thing that kind of sticks out on here is hummus. That comes in at number That's on the seven. List? That, Whoa. <laughs> right under buffalo wings. But this is <laughs> this is just searches. So maybe people are trying to figure out how to make their own and I don't know. Yeah. Surely not not a difficult task. Well, looks like I'm gonna be doing a video on meatballs this week. <laughs> <laughs> Try to hack this algorithm. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> we talked about the most boring Super Bowl game. Brandon D touched on that. that what do that, you think that's is the close. most the most exciting one has been. Oh, that's so subjective. I mean, obviously. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I got on my Jonathan Vilma right now, you know. Nah. <laughs> Quite subjective. But to the masses, I know you're asking the question to the yeah. masses. Um, it's probably maybe maybe an old one. Maybe one of those one of those Bills games or the 49ers whenever. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, you know the Bills game when they lost the. Uh, I don't know Super Bowl. Forgive me, I don't know Super Bowl numbers that well. When the Bills game versus the Giants when they lost with that field goal wide right. I mean, that was a pretty exciting game. I mean, I was a small kid and I remember seeing that and I was like, oh man, I felt so bad for that kicker. I was like, wow, he had. Yeah, is like the guy was good all season and just just muffed the kick and it was not not good. <laughs> Time, time I, I, won't heal that. I would uh, say the one in uh, <laughs> no, the one in nine. I think ninety nine was uh, I can't like I said, I'm bad with Super Bowl numbers. That's, that's Super Bowl thirty three, if I'm not mistaken. That was the uh, the Titans versus the Rams, and the Titans came up like a yard short on the was goal that, line. Was that ninety nine? I remember I watching so. that. I remember seeing that. Yeah, uh, I think it was. I think it was ninety nine. Yeah, that was. Yeah. A, that was a heartbreaker too for them. Oh yeah, because I think in two thousand, I think the Ravens won. Mm -hmm. Which one? Two thousand or two thousand and one? That was the uh, Oh, okay, okay. It was the ninety nine season. That's what it was. So it was okay. nineteen ninety nine, and that's the one that they came up a yard short. And I believe this is Super Bowl thirty three or thirty four. Thirty four. Okay, I was close. <laughs> I'm not good with Roman numerals. I just, I just don't care. I mean. <laughs> It, it doesn't play a part in daily life. That's why right, I, I right. pretty pretty much. <laughs> I don't have the capacity the, for it. The Arabic numeral system has proven that it's appear far superior to the Roman. So, <laughs> right. Do you know why Roman numerals are used to um, to count the Super Bowls? It looks cool. Yes. <laughs> no, because it runs into two calendar years. Oh, okay. So that's why they that's why they do it. Fun fact. Mm. I'm full of okay. backs tonight. There you go. I know. <laughs> but I have to say that that Rams Titans was pretty exciting. The this mm -hmm. the um let's see next year that was the Ravens. That was a they they killed the Giants. Uh then after that it was the Patriots that won their first Super Bowl. They won on a last second field goal, Adam Vinatieri. Tom Brady's first. So there've been some, there's been a lot of exciting games. Let's see the Bengals and the um uh, was the Bengals and the 49ers. Uh, what uh, what Super Bowl was that? Was Joe Montana? That was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago. Uh, that was in the eighties. That has to be like Super Bowl, Super Bowl twenty three. Oh, I know that 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 Roman number. Super Bowl twenty three was an exciting. One. <laughs> that, yeah, that's an easy one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> X, we don't, X we don't get three confused, I's. so we get L's and and V's. And, the L's and, and yeah, the X, L's and yeah. V's start killing me. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. Super Bowl 23, the Bengals versus the uh, the 49ers. That's probably one of the most exciting games in history. There's a lot of great moments in there. Game-winning drives. Uh, man, uh, my, my, one of my favorite football players of all time, Ronnie Lott, hitting Icky Woods and just knocking him back. Just totally ch t changed the tone of that game. The guy was never the same after that. <laughs> Some so great those moments. Are, Great, great moments. Jerry Rice, Joe Montana. I mean, Boomer Esiason, Icky Woods. I mean, Ronnie Lott. Just a classic NFL game right there. Absolutely. Well, let's get into the nitty gritty of this, guys. Let's talk about the food. How are we mm. going to throw this party? Let's talk about the appetizers. What are the best appetizers? What do you guys like to serve at, at your parties when you throw? Let's get into it. And, of course, we have to lead off with wings. Mm. Wings are good. Wings are so near and dear to my heart. 
I love wings. I love cooking wings. I love eating wings. They're just amazing. So Ch- chicken wings are like one of my favorite, like just favorite food. Just ch- you can't beat chicken wings, man. Just, I mean, it's just, the best part of the chicken. You know, it really is. Yeah, I mean, chicken, but those chicken thoughts are good too, man. <laughs> hashtag chicken. Hashtag chicken thoughts. <laughs> hashtag thoughts. Hashtag thoughts. <laughs> So, okay, so here, here's where the controversy starts. You breaded or non-breaded? Mm, it depends on the cooking method. It's true. Like it, it depends on what you want to do. So if, if I'm frying them, I like, I like breaded. But, yeah. you know, in one of our earlier episodes, I think it was the frying episode, right? A time to fry. Mm-hmm. I talked about how to fry some really good chicken wings. So I like them breaded. You don't have to have them super crunchy to where you're tearing your, 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 all your mott up. You know, your, your palate <laughs> is all ripped to shreds. You can fry chicken the right way, and, and, and it's, it's delightful if it's breaded. But, you know, if I'm grilling them or if I'm smoking them, I'm not going to have them breaded, obviously. You know, you can just season them up, throw them on there. So it's an easy food to cook, and it's, it's really rewarding. I, w- I would say, ch- you know, the thing about breaded chicken versus non-breaded, if you're cooking a lot, I would say go with unbreaded because it's going to keep better. Uh, you know, it's not going to get soggy. And if you're making a lot, man, uh, breading is just going to make just absolutely wreck your fryer. So it just depends. If you're making a few, you're not making too many, you can do some breaded ones. I like a light breading on wings if I have them breaded. Or you can do them unbreaded. They're fantastic both ways. But if you're making a lot of them, save yourself the trouble and and and, uh, and have them unbreaded. If you want to kind of make the frying process quicker and make them crispy, you can actually pre-cook them, pre-bake them, get them all the way cooked, and just give them a flash fry, and that'll yeah. make them give give the skin a nice crispy texture too. That's a that's a really good point, B. I didn't think about that. So it really depends on the size of your party too. Are you throwing yeah. a party or are you throwing a get together? Right, if you're throwing right. a party, you're not, you not you don't want to bread all of those wings and Absolutely. trying to keep them hot. Yeah, a, a party you're definitely you definitely because you're gonna take like a some wings take what 15, 13, 15 minutes to fry. Uh, if you're doing whole wings, yeah, probably about that long. If you're doing you know if you're separating the little drummy in the in the in the flat. Then you know you're looking at about seven minutes, but right. So uh, I mean, you could take your fry down from from seven minutes to two. So if you're making a lot, pre-baking your wings and then giving them a flash fry is a great a great method. You could also pre-smoke yep. them and then fry them as well. Mm-hmm. But you got to be oh. you got to be careful of the seasoning because if your seasoning's real heavy, you can you can make the wings pretty dark. That's a good idea, actually. especially if it has sugar in it. If it has sugar in it, don't put it in the fryer. That's a, a disaster waiting to happen. The sugar, yeah. the sugary sauce going goes on after you fry them, not before. <laughs> so, what are some good wing alternatives? What if you can't find wings? What if you are a last minute shopper? You are like they don't have any wings. What do I do? Hmm. Man, some good sliders. Sliders, sliders are always are- a a good a good idea. It's yeah. a mini burger or it's a mini sandwich. You know, it's. It's a great party food. So oh, you can make some some burger sliders. You can make some ham and cheese sliders. You can even make pulled pork sliders. Pulled pork right. is one of those things that are just, it's screaming for you to cook that for a party. So oh, yeah. you can cook yeah. that ahead of time. It you stretches. Know. It stretches so far. I have never cooked mm-hmm. pulled pork and not ended up freezing a part of it. <laughs> never. No, it's it's like I can't. You can't eat it. That it's like it's good the first day, it's good the second day, the third day. You're like, no, it's gone in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, another alternative is you could do something like a uh, a buffalo chicken dip or a buffalo chicken like sandwich. You could make like you could take uh you could maybe take like chicken breasts and like coat them in a buffalo sauce and grill them up or something like that. That's also if you want that kind of hot sauce and vinegar flavor, you you could you could do something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, sandwiches are a good idea. You could do, uh, hey, everybody's, you know, what's a great one? Everybody's down for tacos. Tacos are easy. Oh, that's I a was, good idea. I was just about to talk about that. So Tacos um, are a great idea. Uh, you know, you cook a bunch of meat, you make some pico, you get some cheese, you get some salsa, you get you can get all kind of toppings, you know, and then you get a bunch of tortillas. You can make a lot of food for a lot of people with 
without costing you a lot of money. This is I mean, true. And it, 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 the meat just has to be simple, you know, just chicken, pork, beef, whatever you want to do. Absolutely. Yep. And, you know, some of those things kind of go from one item to a next. Like if you already going to have chips and salsa out, you have salsa for your tacos, you have right. pico for your tacos. So it kind of all kind of, you know, you're not duplicating anything. It's just kind of all going together, you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've cooked multiple things for a get together or a party and somebody at the party will end up some innovator at the party will end up putting one one thing that I've cooked on another thing I've cooked and they're like you got to try this. So yeah, just <laughs> just make it happen, you know. Throw some yeah. stuff together, people are going to love it. Absolutely. Well, you know, you know the the Super Bowl happens in the winter time, so chili's always a great option too. Mm. Absolutely, chili. Oh, feeds a crowd. Not super expensive. Everybody yep. loves Frito pie. Yeah, chili. You okay. Could oh yeah. <laughs> if we have some people that are not from Louisiana or Texas, Frito pie is corn chips covered with chili with cheese. Uh, sometimes there's jalapenos, uh, green onions, mm-hmm. sour cream, and you just mix it all together and eat it. Yeah, it's That's basically right. like like chili on nachos. Yeah, I was about to say, corn chip nachos is basically what it is. Basically what it is. And it's amazing. Oh, It is very good. But I mean, why does it taste so good in the little bag when they make it for you? I don't know. Something about that. It's nostalgia, I guess. Hey. Ballpark nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Right. South Louisiana. Ballpark. Oh, and and Mardi Gras. And you got to eat it with that that little plastic spoon, too. Exactly. That that regular spoon. You got to eat it with that plastic spoon. You got to have it in the little boat so it don't burn your hands. Yeah. The extra extra crappy plastic spoon, the one that barely can stand up to anything. Yeah, if you stick it in the bag too hard, it'll break. Like one of them. (laughs) Exactly. no, it gets too hot. It's going to start, like, your fork a little. (laughs) It's going to start melting. We've all been right. there trying to stab something in the, in the, what is the fork? It's called, what, tines? The tines, yeah, the, the little tines start, yeah. They mm-hmm. curve up like Dr. Seuss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. That is an excellent idea. Oh, and what about this? This might be something new. Maybe not, you know, maybe depending on what part of the United States you're from. Cheese curds, fried mozzarella sticks, those kinds of things. Hey, that's mm. always good. Yep. I mean, fried items are always a winner at, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of uh, party as an appetizer, especially like a big game party. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. A big game yeah. party. And big the, game. NFL, the NFL championship game party. Let's call it that. That's right. There you go. There you go. So. Yeah, that's and, a great idea because you can. You're talking about frying, you know, frying wings is different than frying something that you can push out pretty fast. You know, mm-hmm. small things that you can just kind of dump, you know, snacking type of foods. You can you can yeah. definitely break out the fryer and hey, if you if you hey, look, if you never had them, like you know, frying shrimp, buffalo shrimp is a good thing. You could there's all kind of things you could do with shrimp recipes. That's always a great Absolutely. option too. Super Ooh. quick, very very quick frying process. What about tachos? But instead of Tater tots, you use cheese curds. Tachos? That, yeah, like tots, like yeah, nachos, like tots, but tots, tachos. Nachos. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's but a good cheese, idea. But cheese curd nachos, like put some of that chili on the cheese curds. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's a good that's, idea. That's some fat boy stuff right there, but uh, it sounds good. <laughs> or yeah, you, you, the, the tachos or fries. And fries, you can fry load, a bunch load. of fries, loaded fries. Exactly. Loaded fries are a great idea. I oh, went to Costco fr- a while back and I bought, they have those little packs of carnitas, the, mm-hmm. like the meat. Mm-hmm. And we made some tacos with them, but one day we just ended up throwing it on some fries and it was even better. That sounds Loaded good. fries, great idea. Yeah, especially if you Nachos are a great idea a, too. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Nachos. Yep. You're going to have that pulled pork. There you go. Man, look, there's there's usually pulled pork in the freezer. Sometimes, <laughs> hey, look, br- brisket falls in that same category too. There's always some frozen brisket. Somewhere. Yep, frozen brisket, <laughs> frozen. Um, and Absolutely. and surprisingly, you will surprise yourself. I know I've surprised myself a few times. I've gotten pulled pork out of the freezer, and we've had it, and it keeps so well. Like it freezes very well. It does, it's, it does. for some reason 
it's so good when you pull it out of the freezer. I don't know if those flavors just like marry while it's in the freezer. They got some things going on. I think, you know, there's a big part. I, I think the part is, is there's no prep in cooking it. Yeah, there's yeah, no that's... injection. There's no seasoning. <laughs> there's no there's no rubbing it down and getting it ready and trimming it and putting it on the smoker and waiting hours and wrapping it and smelling it the whole time and smelling it cook and it smells good. But by the time you eat it, you kind of like it's good. But man, this is this is a bit much. You know, it's, the process is so long. By the time you eat it, sometimes yeah. you're just a little tired of smelling. Yeah, it. you're overwhelmed I, by by everything. By like that I point. love yeah. people barbecue for me. That's the greatest thing. Surprise barbecue <laughs> from my neighbor is one of the best things. Hey, I made oh. some ribs. Here you go, man. Let me perfect. I didn't have yeah. to light any fires for this. <laughs> let me t let me tell you, as a pit master myself and a business owner, I love when I get barbecue people barbecue for me. Exactly. Because it's sometimes I don't. I'm so used to tasting my own food that it's just nice to taste other people's food. It, exactly. it hits different when somebody That's else right. cooks for you. That's it right. Really does. But I'm about to give everybody a super tip right here. Oh. For the big game. If you want to have pulled pork and you're thinking to yourself, man, I got to cook this pulled pork for how many hours? Okay, what time do I have to get up to put this thing on so that it'll be ready for when everybody comes over, blah, blah, blah. Skip all that. If you want to go through the smoking process and smoke a pork butt, by all means, do it. But here's the easy way to do this. Get your pork butt. You season it up real good. Let it just sit there for about 20 minutes or so. And then you throw it in the oven at 225 degrees. And in 12 hours, you have pulled pork. Correct. You can do this overnight. I've done this plenty of times. Before you go to bed, you throw it in the oven at 225. And in the morning, it smells like meat heaven, heaven <laughs> in your house. And you have, you have some for <laughs> breakfast and you... It, it's the easiest way to do pulled pork. It's a very, very, very forgiving meat. So it's easy to throw yeah. in the oven, throw on the smoker, set it and forget it. You can't, you can't, you can't do it wrong. You can't mess no, it up. No, no, no. I mean, we've man, we forgot, we forgot a, we're at this competition last weekend and we're, we wrapped up, we do our last turn and they're like, wait a minute, we have some pork butts. Our, actually, our competition <laughs> pork butts, we didn't get to turn in because we mistimed them. So we had our competition pork butts in there. So we used some other ones for uh turning. It was like, oh man, those are still in there. You know, didn't hurt them, man. They were covered. They had some liquid in there. It was all good. Yep. That's it. Pulled pork's very forgiving. You know, you can also, like, this is true. You can also cook brisket in an oven as well. Yeah. Same, same kind of method. You know, it's going to take, now brisket can take a little bit longer because it's typically a little bit bigger. So, you know, mm -hmm. pull, uh, Let's say what pulled pork is usually about usually about five to eight pounds, maybe nine. Nine or ten would be an exceptionally large pork shoulder. Um, mm -hmm. Brisket brisket is anywhere from twelve pounds is a small brisket. A large one is nineteen to twenty two would be a big brisket. So brisket's just quite a bit bigger, so it just takes more time. A brisket would probably take eighteen hours or something like that. So. Yeah, especially if you're repurposing it, if you're making nachos and tacos and loaded yeah. nachos and all of these different things with it, you don't have to, you're not trying to make sliceable brisket to where it's, you know, perfectly, perfectly cooked. Man, mm -hmm. you can cook that thing in the oven and, and get it to where it's, it's good. It's cooked. Uh, it's tender. Don't undercook it. I'm not saying that. Um, mm -hmm. and don't supremely overcook it, but we, you know, we'll, we'll have tips on that for you, but. Cook that brisket and it's ready to go. You know, slice it up, chop it up, throw it on something. Yep. Crowd, let, crowd pleaser. Like I say, man, let leftover, like if you have leftover brisket, like I like to say flat for this because flat, sometimes flat, you know, you always end up with, with barbecue. Like when you do a brisket, it's never the whole, rarely, rarely will the whole thing be perfect. There's always going to be bits that are not good, bits that are dry, bits that got overcooked. And you just take all that up, you chop it up, you throw it in your freezer, vacuum seal it, throw it in your freezer. Hey, Super Bowl, uh, sorry, the big game comes around, it's, bris it's brisket queso time, and it's fantastic. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yes, brisket queso. Brisket is so queso good. is awesome, but and all you have to do is make some make regular queso and just throw some brisket, some some brisket that was not the best stuff. It doesn't even have to be that good. It'll the cheese will hydrate and it'll be perfect. It won't be dry at all. There's always going to be a that like just that. that just made me think about this place that I went to in Texas, um, in Austin. It's a famous barbecue spot called Valentina's and they have the best queso I have ever had in my entire life. Mm. It is that good. I, I, I highly recommend if you're around that area, getting that. If you yeah. live around that area, I'd go grab something and bring that to your big game party. <laughs> but right. um, when you taste it, you're not going to want to share it. I promise you that. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. I wonder what makes it so different. I don't know. Oh, they, put, they, they mixed it. They they mixed it with their toe. That's what they put their toe oh. in it and stirred it around. That's you got to put I, your ankle bone in that to make Austin, something like that. <laughs> I'll just tell you like this. Look, mm-hmm. it's it's easy how to make good queso. You have to use good cheese. You can't. You oh, can't. Absolutely. You can't. The quality of queso is a very simple recipe. It's you know very simple. So the ingredients are going to what make the queso shine. You know, you can easily mm. over salt. You can easily make it too salty, or you could you could make the cheese. You know, where it's too, I guess you could say plasticky. You know, it's kind of like that that fake. You know, don't 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 use a good melting cheese like a Jack. You know, you can use like some American cheese to help out with the melting process. You could use cream cheese. You could use if you want to add some zip to it, add some pecorino or some parmesan parmesan or parmigiano reggiano. That'll add a little zip. That'll add some brightness to it. I, I would say, you know, throw in some onions. You know, if you want to saute onions or, you know, mm-hmm. anything, you know, jalapenos, poblanos. I mean, but use good cheese. Using good cheese is going to make your queso shine more than anything. So check yeah. this out. Here's a here's a good way to attack this, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about many more things dealing with with food uh, for this day, but. We just talked about brisket and pulled pork, right? The quality that you're going to get from that, the, the gap between babying it for for 12 hours and, and cooking it when you're repurposing it, the, that, that gap, that flavor gap is very small. Do things the easy way for things that's going to be a super crowd pleaser no matter what you do, and mm-hmm. then really put forth some effort. That way you have time that, that you can put forth effort to to put into making a really good queso, something that you can't just throw together. Right. Um, right. You know, if you just have something in the in the refrigerator, get some good ingredients and really put forth a lot of effort into some of those type dishes rather than spending a lot of time on something that you can just really kind of throw in and, and cook. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'll, also, yeah also, also chicken thigh, like boneless, skinless chicken thighs make great pulled chicken. All you have to do is just... I mean, those those actually take a lot less time than pulled pork, or you can you can get pulled chicken in forty five minutes. That's it. Hashtag thighs, baby. Chicken thoughts. <laughs> okay. One of my thighs save lives. <laughs> yeah. No, but really, what? I, that's right. <laughs> I'll drink to that. One, yeah, but one of one of my one of my favorite go to proteins is chicken boneless skinless chicken thighs. Very easy, affordable. You can throw it together. It's not going to take a lot of time. Takes any seasoning you want to put on it. You know, you could do pulled chicken for tacos. You could pull pulled chicken for for queso. Whatever you want. That's it. Hashtag chicken thoughts is is a thing for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> chicken thoughts they serve everybody. Right. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> they please they're a crowd pleaser, get it? Oh my god. That's going on the on the intro clip. Yeah. <laughs> the chicken thought showed up and pleased the whole crowd. Everybody was happy. Um let's let's talk about some okay, we talked about some dips and stuff like that. Let's talk about some alternative things. Let's say like I know Keto is a big thing right now. So what are some like keto friendly kind of um, snacks that we could do? You know, pork, pork rinds, pork rinds pork work rinds. great as great as, as a, a dipper for people that are watching their carbs and for people that are watching their, you know, calories, you know, uh, 
uh, small sweet peppers make great dippers too. Uh, Absolutely. Zucchini. Uh, what is it like? Uh, cucumbers can make great dipping. Mm-hmm. You know, for hummus, cucumbers is a good side for that. Uh, hmm. They, used, they oh. used to make kale chips, but those things aren't those things aren't good. No, no. Peppers. Pepper, if if you like peppers, like small sweet peppers make good dippers. I think that's probably one of the better ones. Uh, you know, you can get some lighter crackers or something. That's always good to have some crackers laying around. Lighter than a corn chip or something like that. Perfect, perfect, perfect appetizer for someone doing keto is some deviled eggs. Oh, man, deviled eggs are good. Who doesn't like deviled eggs? Maybe Brandon. I don't. Barbecue Brandon. (laughs) But I will tell you that there's an alternative to deviled eggs that I've been, um, that my sister-in-law, Janie, put me on to is... Making like a almost like a whipped avocado filling for the egg. Mm. I'm with that. I'm oh, with yeah. that. Uh, I don't know, you remember those truffled eggs that we got from from Mike uh, with the uh, with the lobster with the lobster. Say what? Pretty good. Yeah. Wait, what you said? Some truffle. <laughs> it was a truffle deviled egg with uh. I mean, it had, I think it had a little bit of bacon in it and it had a lot, it had some lobster meat on top of it. Yo. What Mike got going on over there? Man, it was, it was, it was from, man, look, I tell you, Mike's a classy dude, man. Mike threw a, a a party for his uh, project team for, at his job, you know, and he, he went, he kind of went all out and threw him a really nice get together and he gave me some leftovers that were quite amazing. And those deviled eggs were, I mean, I say they were good, man. Those things were good. Yeah, Dang. he had it. He had it catered, right? Yeah, yeah, he had it catered. Yeah, it was the guy, catered. Oh, the guy I thought you. I thought Mike was over there whipping up um, no Michelin star dishes. I'm like, what is what is going no. on? Mike, Mike, Mike. Uh, he found a chef that had worked for a pretty famous restaurant in Houston called Jonathan's The Rub, and that guy. Oh, had, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. he he whipped up some stuff, man. I was like, he told me the spread. I can't remember all of it, but man, it was good. I, I do oh, love yeah. me a deviled egg. I'm a big fan of eggs, period. So that's always a winner for me. Yeah, there's there's so many different variations and so many ways to get creative when you're doing deviled eggs. It's not just mm. the regular old deviled egg, which I love, but you know, it's not just mayo based. Mm, right. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to do deviled eggs mayo based. You really don't. You could just. So, I've done like a deviled egg where it was like a. I use some. I think it's McCormick. This was a while back before I moved to Houston. It was like McCormick um, dried like barbecue seasoning or something. And I used that and it was like you had that smokiness from, I guess it was like smoked paprika in it. I don't know. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, there's ways around it. But yeah, doing like some whipped um, avocados and, and just squirting that in there. That, avocados. Sure. You, you don't even have to use mayo. You can just use oil. Mm-hmm. There's no, re- there's no I mean, real reason. So I'm. We made actually. We did do that for for a party. I mean, you can if you're making guac anyway, you can repurpose that guac. Take right. some of that, throw that in an egg. Right. Mm-hmm. That in, I have a little egg tray, like a little plat, like a little serving platter that that fits the little egg. So you can just throw that in there. You know, sprinkle <laughs> your little something on top. I think every southerner remember, has an egg platter, a devil egg platter. Remember from up Facts. high though. You gotta you gotta sprinkle from high. You can't you can't go low. Go That's high. right. You gotta right. yeah. What about um so I had talked to uh barbecue brand about this a couple weekends ago. I made um an alternative potato salad and instead of using a mayo, I actually took some feta and put it in the food processor. And added some avocado oil, some black pepper, a lot of lemon juice, lemon zest. If you would take that application and put that in a deviled egg, yo, that'd be pretty good. It'd be really good. That I just, so I need good. to, ta- I need to taste this. <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah, man, it would be, it would be really good. So yeah, we can't forget about deviled egg though. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a, now, that's what, a staple. Now, what right. about this sausage? Also a good thing to do for a a, a a uh, sorry a big game party. <laughs> yeah, very. That's a good point. Very accessible. That nobody's going to be out of sausage. You can always no. get sausage, slice them up, put them on a platter, throw you Italian. some good mustards on there. You're good to yeah. go. Italian, German, Cajun, whatever. Whatever. You a, a sausage sandwich. 
No, hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, brats are always good for games too. So. Hey, with with some Jack Miller sauce on like a po' boy bun. No, no, a- no. Nobody know what that is outside Louisiana. <laughs> no one knows. Jack Miller's okay. So let's the go to Let's go into history. Jack Miller's. Jack Miller's is a barbecue sauce from Louisiana. It is what is known in the barbecue world as a mop sauce. It has about 897 ingredients in it. And <laughs> while being very good, make sure you have the antacid ready because it can give you some, man, some just some wicked heartburn. Yes, yeah, it's, it's add that you. in like as one of the spices, like antacid. It should just have the antacid tablets on top of it. I mean, that's that's what I think of. <laughs> yeah, Jack Miller's it's good, but man, who? It, it <laughs> yeah, but it, it has. Yeah, it has its place. It sure does. Okay, so let's talk about those meatballs. I mean, that kind of goes along with the sausage too, because you could always, you know, slice up the sausage, throw it in with the meatballs and the cocktail what? weenies. What does that thing people do is with the grape jelly and the barbecue sauce and meatballs? I'm like, mm. I'm sin. not real. I'm not a grape jelly person, so that's you know, barbecue brand yeah. doesn't like mayonnaise. Brandon D does not really care for grape jelly at all. Same, same here. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess know. it's just burnout from a kid. I I just I just can't do it. I haven't eaten grape jelly in probably twenty three, twenty four years. So I have a question for y'all. Yeah. What barbecue sauce do you put in with your meatballs and your weenies? Hmm. I know most people use that KC masterpiece. That craft honey. I have not. <laughs> made, I have not done that. That craft honey. KC master. Yes. The correct answer is whatever the hell it is you got in your pantry. Preferably a mixture. Right. I right, got a quarter right. bottle of that honey. I got a, a half a bottle of that. Uh, oh, what's that other one? That everybody uh, mesquite. No, 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 no. That one. Uh... Sweet baby rays. There you go. Sweet baby oh, rays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now I will say this: you can, if you're gonna cook with like a, a heavy barbecue sauce like that, because sweet baby rays is sweet. It's a sweet sauce. Thin it out with like something like you could. You could. I mean, like put put in like a, a half a, a beer or something in there to go yeah. with it and thin that sauce that's out. Not, beer works. My um. My brother-in-law Tim makes his, makes his uh meatballs and he'll throw in uh a can of like pineapples. Mm-hmm, crushed, right. pi- crushed pineapples with the juice. Yeah, we used to do all kind of stuff. Pineapples, bourbon works, any type any type of thing to kind of lighten lighten that up, you know. Say that's mm-hmm. kind of like funny. I'm going to lighten up this barbecue sauce with a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's a party, ain't it? It is. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about maybe um, some dips. We didn't really go over any dips. Oh, dips. Well, we talked dips about queso. Are a big deal. Queso, queso is like queso. that's the king of dips. I'm sorry. I mean, it is. sorry, guacamole. Mm-hmm. Queso is king. Yeah. Anybody when, want when, when queso? Eat, when queso comes out, that's that's all everybody wants. Even if you got salsa out, like yeah. if you yeah. put sal- if you put chips and salsa out, I'm gonna eat some chips and salsa until the queso comes out, and then. That's yeah, that's right. I don't touch the salsa anymore. Right, so I mean, right. there's and salsa like my suggestion, like you can buy really good salsas. Like Mateo's is a really great salsa. Oh yeah, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of good salsa. Uh, I the only salsa I, I I'm not really a big salsa maker. I can make a I can make a salsa verde. That's probably my the one I do the best. And that one you you roast tomatillos with uh, poblanos and jalapenos and garlic and onions. And then you add, and then you blend it up, salt, pepper, cumin, garlic, done. Super good, super easy. Uh, jalapeno ranches are also make a great chip dip too. Mm-hmm. It does. And those those layered dips too, that taco dip, man. We, oh, we yeah. can't forget about that because you, you already have all these ingredients. You got some beans, you got some guac, right. you got cheese, oh, good you got sour dip. cream. Yeah, you got mm-hmm. all of that. You just got to layer it. Yeah, that, we already that talked stuff about is it. So good. We already talked about a bean dip, hummus. Hummus is a bean dip, fundamentally. Yeah. Fundamentally yeah. a bean dip. Made out of chickpeas or garbanzo beans, whatever you want to call them. I like I like the idea of having multiple options for dips, salsa, 
queso, yeah. bean, mm-hmm. just Humpus. because it, it all of that hits your palate different. So you might want a right. little different taste of this and that. So you can kind of, it's almost like making three or four different dishes with, but you just have the same concept. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, all these things pair, like all these things pair well with, you know, like you can buy like corn chips. I mean, hummus is great with corn chips too. Uh, anything works with that. You know, you want to do flour chips or you want to do uh, corn chips, you know, whatever you want to do, all those things work really well. Absolutely. Oh, and something new, you guys, we can't forget about this. What about chicken cracklins? If you're around Lafayette, it's like the biggest thing Kirk's. right now. Get it from Kirk's. Kirk's. Don't get it from anywhere Kirk's. else. I'm you sorry. Need a butcher has the best chicken cracklins. I will battle with anybody over this. Mm-hmm. They yeah, are the best. Number one. And they, yes. I mean, and I probably I, wear their shirt around Houston. Chicken crackles. <laughs> Just confusing people. Absolutely. I, I, right. say, I, I told people about a lot of people are non-believers about chicken cracklings. They're like, oh, that can't be good. That can't be good. It's like, is the fried chicken the, the fried uh chicken skin from Popeye's bad? Right. My question? No, right. No. How can this be bad? The okay. Kirk's chicken cracklings let are it, great. Let it be known that if you are listening to this podcast and you have no idea what we're talking about when we mention Jack Miller's and chicken cracklings and king cake and all of these different things, then that means you haven't been here and you need to schedule a vacation to come here. Absolutely. You need to, we can't just sit here and tell you about it. You just got to experience it. You got to just feel it. Don't come in the summer. Don't come in the no. summer. No, don't no. Stay away from around here in the summer. But like right around now, don't, don't between, even, between now and May, now yeah. and May is whenever you want to come to Louisiana for sure. Absolutely. And then in the fall Absolutely. time too. Absolutely. Yeah. I always tell people, if you want to experience Mardi Gras, go to Lafayette. Lafayette has the best Mardi Gras. It's safe, like the surrounding areas of Lafayette too. But stay away from New Orleans. You know, New Orleans. You know that that's Mardi Gras central. But if you want something a little less chaotic, definitely yeah. do Lafayette. Yeah. Um, and then you know Lafayette has the best food anyway. So. Uh, you know. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, if you come in here for the first time and you're not really familiar for around this area and stuff, just come to yeah, come to Lafayette and experience it. Mm-hmm. Don't Absolutely. don't try to don't try to mess around with New Orleans if you don't know what go, you're go doing. Go to go to Kirk's. Go to Kirk's. Get them chicken cracklings. Kirk's, <laughs> Kirk's. They're the best. I'm sorry, you know everybody. Any, I, I'll argue with anybody who's the best. It's Kirk's. I've it's had Kirk's. Don's. I've had A Bears. I've had, I've had Best Up. Best Up. I've had all Mm-mm. of them. Yep. It's because Kirk's, 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 the reason Kirk's are the best is because they're unbreaded. That's why. Absolutely. The breading doesn't really Mm. add anything to the chicken crackling at all. It's like, would you bread, would you bread pork belly and fry it? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. No. It's too much. It's too much, man. It it works on fried, the breading works on fried chicken. It does, you know, but, but not on just on the skin, you know, that's the skin in the meat. So you have a different textural experience. When you when you eat meat, skin, and breading, you know, rather than just yeah. like on right. chicken wings, you know. But when you're just eating the skin, the surprise is best just to have it as clean as just possible. Exactly. Yeah. Not no. to say not to say everybody else's cracklings are bad. They're actually very no, good. They're good. But it's just Kirk's is the best. Reign supreme. No, Absolutely. I want pork belly. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's well, gonna happen. So we talked about a lot of appetizers, kind of dabbled a little bit in sandwiches, stuff like that. I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with pizza. You know, pizza is like a major thing for oh, the, yeah. the big game parties, you know, because it's, <laughs> it's easy. It's one less thing that you have to worry about unless you want to be a superstar and make pizzas at your house, which not a, if you're not having a big party, it's not a big deal. But if you're having a big party, I suggest, uh, yeah, call it. Well, you, can, you know, flatbread pizzas are really easy and super simple. Absolutely. Yeah, so you, pre, you pre-buy a crust, and you can get some really good ones, and just mm-hmm. make just make a pizza. Absolutely. Simple as that. Repurpose some of that meat in your refrigerator too. Oh Throw yeah, some of that, re- that pulled a, pork. That pulled pork. If you cook some pulled pork oh. recently, or even that date, throw some of that on the pizza if you're making it. You know, leftover brisket. Just pull food out of your freezer and throw it on your pizza. Everything goes on pizza. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, right. let me ask y'all a question. Speaking all of pizza. Right. Are y'all a pineapples on pizza per- people? I am. 
I could I could take it or leave it, but it's not it's not disgusting like some people think it is. Although it's not, it's not disgusting at all. Yeah. No. no interesting like fact: it. it was invented in Canada. Hawaiian pizza. Interesting. Mm. That Canadian bacon and, and, Canadian. and pineapple just go. It just goes. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, and I know the Italians. The Italians crap on Americans for a wee, but we like the the big thing about America is like we generally don't give a shit. So whatever, do you know? <laughs> We will fuse anything. Just, we'll fuse as anything, long as you baby. know that before you meet us, you just yeah. we'll you're gonna be fine. Anything. We'll take anybody we'll take anybody's food and turn it into a burger. A pizza burger. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> or, or, you know, there's a, there's a pizza burger, there's a general so's chicken burger. I'm just telling you, it's just it's all gonna be There's <laughs> a cheeseburger pizza. Hey, yo, that's crazy. Exactly. General So's chicken burger. <laughs> Why not? That's wild. That's wild. You telling me if I took a piece of chicken, deep fried, it coated in that general soda sauce, serve it on a nice bun, you wouldn't eat that? I wouldn't be able to eat it in public. Because <laughs> I'm going to look real. Yeah, no, I'm, I, yeah, I'm eating that for sure. Exactly. So, I mean, like, you know, Americans, we fuse anything. Canadians, you know, they're, they're, they're our cousins, so they like to fuse stuff, too. Although they, they did do a weird thing with, like, uh, man, gyros, like with donair sauce. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Mm-mm. It's like a gyro made, but the sauce is made from like sweetened condensed milk. It's weird. It's... Oh, wow. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard of that, but it's, that's a side track. We'll discuss that in another. You know that that, that, like that that's a, that the, a future episode. Funky fusions. That's gonna happen. Oh God. <laughs> Funky fuse. I like it. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about desserts. You you always want to have like something bite sized for people. You don't want to be stirring up a big old chunk of cake, you know. For cookies, people. cookies, yeah, cookies. Yeah. I mean, brownies. I can't, I can't argue with cookies, brownies. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, no pies. Nobody needs to eat nothing messy. No, nothing that no, can fall out. No pies. Just it needs to just fit in your hand. You know, Look, no cake. Simple. Yeah, look, let me just just see. It, the beer is flowing, the alcohol is flowing. Whatever is in this, in in people's hand is going to end up on your in between your couch cushions. So, <laughs> if you think you want to serve a pecan pie, think about finding that a week later. In uh, your couch. Uh, hey, look, sticky. the remote just fell between the couch cushions. I'm gonna reach up and pull up some week old pecan pie. You're probably not gonna be very happy. So, going to. I'm just saying this, if it's going to end up, if it's in the, if it's going to, look, it's going to end, if it's in somebody's hand, it's going to end up on your couch cushions probably. So don't serve anything that's really a mess. Yeah. Or go, go with the, go with the simple finger, you know, yes, foods exactly. and just yeah. simple. cookies, keep brownies, it, keep it yeah. simple. apple Very pie, simple. egg rolls. Hey, you know, word. I need that. that that's a good one. That's definitely mm-hmm. a good one. But uh, but yeah. So let's let's talk about something else very important. What about the big game beverages? <laughs> of course, beer. Beer, yes. So Margaritas. I have my I have my kegerator in the house specifically for that reason, just to make sure that we are not running out. Right. You pull right. that tap handle, everybody can get happy. Exactly. Yeah. So- you- What's in what's on your your tap right now, barbecue brand? Uh, a bit of strawberry. Uh, I like a bit of strawberry during crawfish season, which that's going to be an episode coming soon too. Absolutely, um, it just goes really well with crawfish, and it's just a great springtime beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, you, you can have a down here. You can have a variety of weather for football games. You can have hot. You can be cold. You know, have a selection of people, but remember, this is a long event, so pacing yourself is very important. And this is why it's important to have food, right. because people people don't need just a, a need an alcohol fest for this. You know, especially our friends. We're old. We're older. We're forty plus. <laughs> you know, we're not. We're not. We're not spring chickens. We're a little. We're a little more fragile than we used to be. <laughs> I'm no. only as old as Jesus was. I don't age more than 33 years, so <laughs> that's the rule. Right. So I'm just I'm, saying, just I'm forever just, 33. <laughs> just pace yourself. I will say something. Right, Margarita. <laughs> Margaritas are good. 
margaritas are great. Uh, you know, have some whiskey around if you want. You want to make old fashions. Mm-hmm. You want to be like, I'll, I'll bring this this recipe up. You won't believe me that it's good, but it is. And I got this from some Aggies. And you'll know why it's from Aggies when you hear <laughs> this. Fireball lemonade. Sounds it's, weird. Delicious. It's really good. Wow. It's, it, I could definitely see this coming out of College Station where boredom just must reign supreme because there's really nothing there. But, you know, still a good town. You know, people have fun. But, uh, you know, they get creative with the drinks. And Fireball Lemonade is a new one for me. But it, it is. It, it it's just, actually pretty good. It didn't seem like it would go together, but it does. And as the two of you know, Fireball has a very special place in my little heart. <laughs> I mean, too special. <laughs> it, sounds like a, it sounds like a great springtime drink. You know, you got Fireball for the winter. The lemonade for the summer, what's in between? Yeah, what about daiquiris, you guys? I mean Daiquiris are a good idea too. Daiquiris are easy and delicious. By the gallon, you know, just swing yeah. by your favorite daiquiri Time place. Out. Let, let's caveat in Louisiana they could be bought right. by the gallon. That this little that screw top, that's a sealed container. <laughs> mm-hmm. It comes true. in a gallon milk jug. 20, man, we used to pay twenty bucks a gallon for daiquiris. I uh, know. Sometimes you get them on special. I know you used to have. They used yeah. to have Thursday Thursdays, or oh man, uh, I think they had specials on Sundays where it was like seventeen dollars a gallon. We used to love getting uh, getting those things for like crawfish boils, man. Get some daiquiris, oh, you know, man. all all that salty oh, yeah. crawfish, man. Get the not, something sweet. Mm. <laughs> Wash that mm-hmm. down. Can't beat it, man. Yep. Yeah. So what about some mocktails, you guys? Not everybody, you know may not want to or cannot partake in alcoholic beverages. Or they're so, designated drivers. Yeah, that's true. I true. mean, mocktails are a good idea. I mean, you could always do some fun things with, you know, some types of, you know, uh, juices. And I haven't really done much with mocktails, but uh, I've heard I've heard some really good things about them, too. Yeah, I did find a, a recipe for um, uh, like a it's called a spike mule. So it's a mocktail. Mm. So basically, it's four ounces of pineapple juice, one ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice, ice, ginger beer, and a pineapple chunk for garnish. So in a cocktail shaker, you add your ice, pineapple juice, and lime juice, shake to chill, strain into a highball glass over fresh ice, and top with ginger beer, garnish with a pineapple chunk. That sounds good. Sounds pretty good, the, right? the, the ginger beer kind of gives that spiciness to it. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that sounds excellent. That sounds really good. Absolutely. Yeah. Ginger so. beer has, uh, I, I've, I've been liking ginger beer lately. It, it adds a little, adds a little something, a little razzle dazzle to some of the, <laughs> a little zip. Some of the mixes, you know? Absolutely. So, you know, after the big game, you guys, what's next? We're entering into the, like the dry season of sports. Oh yeah, it's a baseball hasn't started, football ends. You know that's a big. You know, when football season's over with, it's kind of a it's a big deal for a lot of people's. You know, what do, what do you call it, Brandon? You had a name for it. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the honeydew time. Or what, what did I call it? Honeydew season. Honeydew <laughs> season. That's what it is. That's when you get everything done that your wife wants you to do. Your significant other. You know, because yeah. you have the time now. You got the you got Saturdays and Sundays. Um, the only thing that's really on is college basketball. You know, whenever March rolls around, you got March Madness, which is you know, if you're yep. into it, it's it's something it's fun. But it's yeah. just not it's just not football. So well, you I gotta mean, you yeah. gotta wait all the way until until so, the draft in in April. I think what football is it's it's such like a consuming thing on one day. You have one game a week. You know, one game you wait for, and you know, usually every football game is is meaningful. There is very few like garbage games. Like, there's a lot of gar. Like, there's a lot of games in in baseball and basketball where people are just taking time off. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you know, the, a winning team is taking on somebody in the basement. There's not going to be a whole lot of uh, you know, it might not be as competitive or exciting. So, you know, and, and other sports like baseball and basketball, you don't have to really follow, you know, every game. But when a football game comes on, it's an important one. You want to watch it. So I think it's a little bit more consuming that way. Yeah. Game, you, you know, football game, game eight 
of 17 means a lot. And it can right. come back to bite you or it can really help you. You yeah. know, if you're watching basketball game 47 of 82 is just don't mean yeah. as much. You know, it just yeah. doesn't. It may be fun to watch. You may, you know, you may be, be able to get into it. If you're going somewhere yeah. to watch it or something, that's fine, but it just and doesn't mean as much in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Baseball game, you know, baseball game 76 of, you know, 162 is like, okay, you know, <laughs> yeah. one, one game, you know, it's, it's not that much, but, you know, baseball is just, you know, baseball is a different animal for a sport. You know, you're, you're really looking for the bigger series, the rivalries are really when the games are more interesting, you know. Nobody really cares when, you know, the best team in MLB is playing like the basement dwellers, you know, it's like, it's not going to be very interesting, but when the Yankees play the Red Sox, it's a big deal. When the Astros play the Yankees, it's a big deal. When the Astros play the Rangers, it's going to be even a bigger deal this year. So, yeah. What what I will say is, this can also be a positive. It can also be a time to de-stress because, as a Saints fan myself, die hard. We stress a lot every week, and then we have to talk about what went wrong, why things went wrong, what are they going to do to fix it, and then we they, we got to sit through it for another week, and then next week we're sitting through the same thing, and it's it's stressful. It's a stressful time, it so it's a time stressful. to really de-stress, kind of re re look at things in your life, what's yeah. what's going on, you yeah. know, maybe reconfigure some things going on with your house. Put your thoughts in, in your mind elsewhere and, and let let football rest for a little while before you go and stress yourself out for another 17 weeks, you know? I'm, I'm just going to say, since we're mentioning football, stressed out, all these things, um, the Super Bowl that should have happened but never happened, we have to – I'm not going to let this slide without mentioning the 2019 NFC Championship, the Los Angeles Rams versus the New Orleans Saints in the Dome. In the oh, Brandy, Brandy, go away. <laughs> Is that bad? Look, the computer didn't even want me to. Yeah, they didn't even want me to be here. Look, look, I'm just gonna say, I, 2019, the Saints, the Saints, a good team, and I think the Saints were what 13 and three that year, or something like that. Excellent team. The Saints versus the Los Angeles Rams in the dome. The worst call I have ever seen in sports in my life happened and we didn't go to the Super Bowl. I, that Super Bowl doesn't even exist in my book. I have never watched it. I will never watch it. I will never watch a highlight from it. I will never watch a celebration from it. I will not even, I never want to see the picture of Tom Brady's Super Bowl ring from that game because it was the worst. That's the worst call I've ever seen in sports, watching sports since I was seven or eight years old. And I can't remember anything of that bad and blatant. It was very, very, very egregious. It was, it was bad. Clearly, the NFL had a little bit of the the Taylor Swift syndrome with the Los Angeles Rams because they had just moved to Los Angeles, and the NFL's new big market team has to work. Even though I don't think people in Los Angeles really give a shit about football. At that point, at least, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a Los Angeles Rams. They, they just spent the past twenty years in in in, in St. Louis, and now you care. Now y'all got yeah. two. They got two football teams: the Chargers and the Rams. I don't even think anybody cares that much. <laughs> yeah, People in San Diego care. It was a, it was a bad time, definitely. Um, oh man, I mean, it took man, it took. I'm still not over it. It was yeah. You know, I made the, homemade mm-mm. penalty flag earrings that I wore. In protest for pretty much weeks after that, <laughs> and also I want to tell, want to say to everybody, as the Saints Nation responded, making that oh. the lowest rated Super Bowl in a very long time. Yeah, the Saints mm-hmm. Nation was the Saints Nation bonded together over that. Yeah, it was there. It, as I've as I've traveled around uh, leisurely and for for work. I've realized that there's a lot of Saints fans around the country. Oh yes. Like you can almost find a like a a bar, a Saints bar in almost every state you go in. Like we we everywhere. Mhm. That's right. There's one in Austin for sure. 
Mm. They were big. Uh, I made some Saints. friends from Austin uh, from the Saints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, I got the street. Is it Lamar? I think it's on Lamar Street. And it has a huge Saints football helmet, or it did the last time I was there. It's been quite a few years on like the building. It was like a giant football helmet. So, yeah. I was like, that's pretty cool. Yep. So. I'll end this with hope because on a positive note, I do remember this is the same jersey that I wore whenever I sat in section 610. I think it was seat 21. Tim, you can tell me if that's the right seat or not. When we were at the NFC Championship playing the Minnesota Vikings and we kicked the winning field goal to send us to the Super Bowl. I was in the dome for that. Wow. Wow. And it was amazing. It was it was one of the best moments of my life. That's next great. to my kids being born and me getting married, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it was a special moment that I'll never forget. So I try to hold on to that. I try to hold on to these thoughts whenever I'm watching the Saints uh shit to bed every week. But you know, hopefully oh, we'll get better. Man, rebuild, rebuild. That was that had to be one of the most stressful games in history, man. Yeah, it was it was crazy. That was a that was a weird weird year because I've I've spoken to many people. My buddy Mike Gretch, he was he said the same thing. He made it to almost every single game home game that year, and so did I. I don't know how, but I, I made it to every game except for two. I even made it to the both of the playoff games when we played the. The Arizona Cardinals, the first on the first round, and then we played, um, you know, obviously the the Vikings uh, in the NFC Championship. So I don't know, that was weird, but it was it was a good year. It was definitely it was, a good year. We need another one of those year. for sure. Yeah, we do. So, well, all right, guys, I'm gonna lead on into our end quote for the night. This comes to us from Paul Prudhomme, famous chef out of Louisiana. Paul P. Yep. You don't need a silver fork to eat good food. So with that being said, I want to thank you guys for tuning in for episode one of season two. And we promise to keep you entertained for the rest of season two. And that's about it, guys. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. It's been fun. That quote was absolutely on point because we just talked about it earlier with that little plastic spoon in the in the little uh, Frito yeah, pie. Exactly. Damn, Paul, you were ahead of your time. That's what I'm talking about. The South, baby. There you go. <laughs> All right, good. All right, good night. Peace. <laughs>